that looks okay. I think that looks okay. Yeah, we're I not, think we're it's not fine. Peaking too much. Is that? Oh, why don't you say some more words? Because I think you might be. Uh... Well, that's because my mouse right on uh, it, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that in. <laughs> we'll do. Leave all this gold in. Look, that's how we get our subscribers. Keeping it fifty-one fifty episode thirteen. Why wasn't this the Rob Zombie <laughs> episode? Oh yeah, we, we could have done. We really missed. We really missed out yeah. on an Conda- opportunity. Dangerous uh, spook show calamities of the international. Sp- oh, <laughs> fucking! Uh, by the way, the show notes for uh, it's going to be a pinball machine. They, 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 they've not brought it out yet, but they're going to bring out a spook show baby pinball machine. <laughs> oh. Strongest song on the record. It's not the <laughs> exceedingly not the strongest song on the record. You get to, you get Why to play won't an that song sitar. go away? <laughs> He's giving the people what they want. He's not giving the people <laughs> what they want. That's not what we we're going to start talking about. I immediately went off the rails. Yeah, I know. About other things. Look, we like to start off the rails and then get further <laughs> off the rails. This, is, this isn't a rails-based podcast. <laughs> no, we really. So. Uh, Somber, terrible, terrible news this week from uh, from Seattle, where we are, where we are now. Uh, it seems on Thursday morning or possibly Wednesday night, uh, Chris Cornell died, yep. and uh, so we thought we'd at least acknowledge that and talk about it for a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, we we definitely need to. Um, we'll try and keep it. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, fairly <laughs> respectful. We should keep it to levels of like if it's a Mash episode, it's a powerful episode of Mash. But yeah, it's not uh, overly maudlin. You know exactly. What I mean? This isn't. This is going to be a laugh every. You know, minute and a half instead of the usual twenty-five yeah. seconds that we that we've got it tuned down to. Uh, yeah, so shocking, right? Like, really? Yeah, didn't uh, see it really coming. Surprising. When I first heard, I assumed accident mm. for some reason. Yeah, or maybe like heart attack, or just like, oh wow. That's... Or Robert Plant killed him and <laughs> tried like, to like finally no one's eat his heart to gain his fucking power. <laughs> like, uh... like Led Zeppelin will be good if if Chris Cornell sang for them. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, maybe not good, but they'd be <laughs> way better. That would be the maximum version if you could take a time machine and like keep the drummer, keep the bass player, maybe swap out Jimmy Page for someone else. No, bit, Jimmy bit Page wrote those riffs. They're pretty good riffs. They're not. I hate Led Zeppelin. I can't believe I'm sticking up for Led Zeppelin right now. What has this death done to no, me? No, <laughs> I'm just saying, like maybe the, a better guitarist could could handle those. No, <laughs> look, the weak link in the chain, other than plagiarism, is Robert Plant. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go too far on Led Zeppelin because I definitely want to do a hatchet piece like full segment about how much I don't like Led Zeppelin. Uh, well, apparently the last song they did was uh, "In My Time of Dying." I think the the set list was, which uh, I don't even know what song it is. I I don't particularly know that one either, but I know it's a Zeppelin song, and I know that like they were. Sam Gardner always had like Sabbath as an influence. Like when you read interviews with them, when you listen to them, it's like, yeah, kind of, but really more, more Zeppelin. I, I think. Well, I think like, the the tuned down riffs are are Sabbath. Yeah. But the vocals are oh, like a hundred percent, kind of like the way like Tom Petty's like if Bob Dylan could sing better. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a good like, way, good way of describing like Tom like Chris Cornell is like if Robert Plant had more control over Robert right. Plantiness. <laughs> uh, were you a, a, a Soundgarden fan? Not especially, but uh, they weren't like oh fucking turn them off. It, it was more like I've, I've got I think I got a bunch of their records and um listen to listen to them until a, a few things really clicked like there's a few songs you, you could make a really competent um <laughs> uh Soundgarden playlist yes um which i which i did on on tuesday on was it on thursday morning when we yeah. went to work and then kexp kind of took over from there and just played them all fucking day the, the, the whole thing is really really shocking because like they got back to 
go back together, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. 2013. Yeah. And recorded records, not like a fucking reunion cash in Pixies thing. Mm -hmm. I love that recorded records as well, but fucking. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But but yeah, they, like, it seemed like they were just a machine and could go and play, hang out and play, like, Soundgarden songs and, like, Chris Cornell had like a family. It seemed, and you know, yeah, he seemed to be doing well. Yeah, apparently, no, less well not. than um, before. Um, I guess the depression obviously is something that like doesn't it doesn't always like super present and obvious and like oh that guy's really depressed. I, I saw that coming and yeah, like that. but and uh, you can look at someone's life and go like like Chris Cornell had an amazing success in the 1990s and then less success in Audio Slave and shit like that. Although, to be well fair, regarded. they still play Audio Slave songs on the radio and it's stuff. True, yeah. I mean, it. I, I don't know if he bought a new house off of Audio Slave, <laughs> but he definitely could put another wing on it like based off Audio Slave, right? Yeah. So he's like... Um, like a Stone is alright. That's an okay song. Yeah, so Seattle really... Uh, we were Seattle-based podcast. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, like KXP played like nothing but Soundgarden. Yeah. Like... I went to the uh, the opening gala of uh, the Seattle Air- International Film Festival, um, where there was multiple DJs for the after party and before, and Black Hole Sun. I've heard I heard it like three or four times that, wow. during that, and they also like shouted about like in the open like. And it, that was added to like the opening speeches where like oh. someone had to mention it. So it f- feels entirely appropriate. So, I mean, sometimes there's a death, and you're like, "Come on, man, that's just grief surfing. That's just like you're trying to make yourself look more interesting and more interested in music than you really are." But I think yeah. this really did help a lot of people. Genuinely, I can't claim to be a huge Soundgarden fan, but yeah. it, was like, it was still shocking to see something that's more like a Seattle institution, something that you kind of. You know, I'm not going to go. See, well, I was never going to go see Soundgarden now, but like it was never <laughs> going to be on my fucking list to go see Soundgarden. But it's like, oh, cool, they're playing at yeah, know, they're playing at the Bumper Shoot or whatever. Like it, it yeah. feels like they're just they're gone now, and it's uh, it's like another part of Seattle isn't here anymore, and it's yeah. it sucks. And so looking forward, do you think there's going to be a second? Temple of the Dog album because the first Temple of the Dog album was for Andy Wood, right. for Andy Wood. It seems like it makes sense for them to like put together an all star cast and come together and record it. Everyone, do you wow. think that's in the cards? Well, uh, first thought is that's a bit tacky. Then I thought maybe it isn't. Maybe that would actually be. That seems exactly like a thing they would do, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not actually. It doesn't now. Think about it, it. Doesn't actually sound tacky. That's how they processed grief the first time around, and it sounded pretty good. So yeah. So we all kind of win if that's how they choose to process may, grief this may, time around. Maybe they'll do like uh they'll do like an Elton John type thing and they'll be uh, Oh d- no, don't hung- do Hunger Strike. <laughs> Hunger Strike 17. Don't do that. <laughs> or 18 depending on how quickly they can get it going. <laughs> no. I you know, I think it's one of the better Chris Cornell affiliated songs. Uh, my, my <laughs> just to be a <laughs> deliberately obtuse, you, you'll 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 appreciate this angle. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. My my favorite Chris Cornell song is fucking when he does backing vocals on that underrated Alice Cooper album. <laughs> so, oh really? Yeah, the, the Neil Gaiman. That, oh, was that your your Soundgarden mix? Was just that? Alice yeah, it's just that on a loop. <laughs> this really sad thing is like you want to post like Soundgarden songs on Facebook. Oh, this one's this one was really um, meaningful to me. But it's seriously like just like suicide, petty noose, and you're like. It looks tacky. It looks like I'm making a, a joke about this, and I'm fucking yeah. not. Like they're my favorite cuts by Soundgarden. They're yeah. really good. <laughs> I, I was happy to see a friend on Facebook put this out as a mean, uh, meaningful one because there's a song called uh, "Fourth of July" that's like a deep cut on Super Unknown, right? That I think is like super underrated for yeah. like sludge, <laughs> and it's like kind of short too. It's like four minutes, 
That's, and that's it's, good for Sam and it's that's very <laughs> slow. So that's like not a lot of time through it, you know? Wow. And it's just like he does a lot of that like singing real low, but then there's another track where he's singing real high, <laughs> you know, which is oh, always what I like thing. what I like out of a Chris Cornell performance. So um Yeah. I don't know, uh maybe we'll put together uh fifty one fifty Spotify mix yeah. of, uh, of our favorite Chris Cornell tracks. Yeah, yeah. W- most of which will be that time it's he's just sings. the Alice Cooper song over and over again. <laughs> was that Poison? What song, what what album was this that you think? It was, it was on uh, The Last Temptation. The song's called Stolen Prayer. And it's like, it's pretty bad. But it has Chris Cornell screaming in the background. It's really good. Oh, yeah. Get get in there, Chris <laughs> Cornell. All right. So, you know, there we go. That Hopefully that wasn't too heavy for all you. But No, no. It was bump a- some Soundgarden. Bump some audio slave if you really if you feel need it. to, I yeah. guess. And I think if you want to entirely just break down in tears, he covers um, what's that? What's that? Nothing compares, Nothing to, compares you, to, you. to you. <laughs> to you, he, he covers that, which apparently is uh, not heard it yet. It was on the KXP mix, but it's like I can only imagine that's completely devastating to, yeah. <laughs> to hear that. So, or you can watch him in uh, in singles. Because he does a lot of acting. Singles, singles might be a, a, another drop the needle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we, I worked we, in a I, wor- I worked in a guitar in a warehouse of a guitar center at one point, and we would just have like there was like a, a discman hooked up to some speakers for us to listen to while we like checked in shipments and stuff. And there was one day no one brought any CDs, and so we're like, oh, we got to listen to something, otherwise, like we'll have to like interact with each other, right? And, like listen to and you didn't just form a band right there <laughs> no and so uh they ran out and they were like this is the one cd i could find and it was the single soundtrack sure yeah and we listened to it over and over again for eight hours <laughs> that was i that's gonna be a tough hang for me to like get back to it because i was ready to not hear that ever again i'm not saying we're not gonna do it because we're probably gonna do it <laughs> whenever we run out of ideas uh, after uh, about wednesday thursday we send emails going so this this album track by track all right <laughs> this really turned into a planning meeting for the yeah. podcast all right rest in power chris cornell yeah. and everyone out there if you're having a hard time don't be afraid to reach out to someone and let them know because people want to help you but it's really hard to tell sometimes when people are in trouble. And I know you don't want to reach out to people a lot of times when you're depressed or you're having problems because you think people will reject you and stuff, but they won't. Your friends won't. People you love won't. So if you're having a hard time, reach out. If, you, if you're out there and you think someone's having a hard time, reach out to them. Ask them how they're doing. Be cool. You know what's also cool? Getting paid! we got to get some money. This is Let's make some monies. All right. Mother's Day is coming up fast, and you need to let your mom know how much she means to you. So where are you going to get her? Flowers? Chocolates? Seriously, after all your mother did for you, you're going to fall back on those cliches? Of course not. This year, you're going to do it right. This year, you make a donation in her name to Arm the Amish. Arm the Amish is a legitimate charity, despite what those eggheads at Google say, that aims to bring the joy of gun ownership to your old-timey pals. Aims and fires, am I right? Our vision is a fully tooled up religious community that's prepped and ready to overthrow the new world order. Due 2018, despite what those poindexters on Yahoo Maps say. Donate today, and the shadowy organization who backs us will double your gift. Think of all the armor-piercing bullets you'll buy. Arm the Amish. Armor lights for the Mennonites.
she had a couple of problems with that. <laughs> the ad. <laughs> the, uh, um, the, the yeah, I don't want to tell them how to do their job. But quick point of order. Yeah. Pretty sure the Arvish and the Mennonites are two different things, right? Yeah, I, I don't know if there's an overlap or they're the same thing or there's some Mennonites or also Amish or some Amish or also Mennonites. I don't know. However, Laurie pointed out the same issue when I read the ad to her when we got it from the people that sent it to her. Yes. When you uh, got it from the tour server <laughs> of the people from shadow, Shadowy, shadowy people. Yeah, Pages using Bitcoin. Very yeah, weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, she pointed out the same thing. And I said, well, we'll say it on the air and then... If they get at us, we'll be like, shut up. You're not supposed to be listening to podcasts. <laughs> um, wait, are you talking about the, the, the Amish or, yeah. or Arm the Amish? Because if, I'm kind of scared about Arm the Amish. Oh, Arm the Amish. Us. No, that was their copy. I've not touched that. That's, that's another reason why. I <laughs> yeah, like... but we're talking about it right now. <laughs> and I feel like you want to talk about someone knowing a little team. Yeah. We, we keep them on side. That was a good ad read. You know. Yeah, they, no. They got no complaints. Hopefully. Well, not with us. I mean, the new world order, they're not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> also, weirdly not into Yahoo Maps. Yeah. This, that was <laughs> odd takedown. <laughs> it was. It was. It was. Uh, didn't see it coming. Um, but you know what? That's what America's about. You know, it's a melting pot. Yeah. Et cetera. Speaking of America, feature segment. <laughs> Much like America is a sequel to Britain. We're the Godfather <laughs> 2 of Britain, where we're like better than the original. You're right? like the Teen Wolf 2 of Britain. <laughs> we're like the fucking Star Trek 2, the Raptacon of Britain, <laughs> because the Star Trek, the motion picture, stuffy and boring. Yeah, didn't have any wrath in it. <laughs> yeah, and we're like, we got to fucking gussy this shit up, get it moving fast, get the shit working. Yeah. Get some and meanwhile, over P- here, over here on the old country in the motion picture, you guys are all like eating <laughs> crumpets. What do you guys do? <laughs> we like cr- cricket. Uh, <laughs> you watch a cricket eat yeah. crumpets, having biscuits, which are actually cookies. It's yeah, a lot. It's, it's confusing, it's, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's a lot to take in. <laughs> Over here, we're driving speedboats and fucking, you know, <laughs> pet alligators. It's really Miami Vice. Oh, we're no, Miami I, Vice. Well, you guys are the Pringles guy. I, <laughs> <laughs> Pringles guy. <laughs> That's how I picture Mr. Mr. Peanut. Don't bring Mr. Peanut into this. <laughs> He's an American hero. <laughs> Yeah, he lost one of his eyes fighting in Vietnam. <laughs> the, the, it's not get, an affectation that monocle. He needs he fucking needs, monocle. He really can't see. Like, Glasses look, are being fucking I, vain. This isn't the Mr. Pino podcast. So. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, it didn't start out that way. <laughs> sure. sure um, no, we wanted to talk about uh, sequels this, this week. We wanted to get into the, the concepts and the, uh, the the issues around and like what's the best and what's the worst and what are, what is a sequel. Well, not what is a fucking sequel. You know what a fucking sequel is. But well, I well, guess yeah. the, there's also like sequences of movies like the, the, the Star Wars movies and the Indiana Jones movies are they really sequels or are they fucking anyway we'll get into that and we'll uh... what got us thinking about this is um, the Unforgiven 3 when yeah. that came out not, that's not what got us thinking about this um, oh, well, we're, we're gonna go into the fucking <laughs> no, um, Metallica definitely you know like Alien Covenant by the time you listen to this will have been out and either got a success and good or yeah or a weird flop and then Blade Runner dropped a new trailer recently, which we're also end up yeah, talking about that. So there's like big name sequels on the horizon. Mary Poppins, get yeah, the very excited about that. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke reprises his role. It's in continuity. I don't know if that's true or not. No, I, d- I don't know who's in it. Presumably, it's going to be all like young and sexy, and they're going to put fucking Anne Hathaway as Mary Poppins or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I picked her particularly? Yeah, <laughs> she's my default like young, forty years old. 40 these years. kids are these kids are today. They're Anne Hathaways. 
<laughs> yeah, these kids today are Christina Ricci's and they're Jerry O'Connell's. Um, we don't know what kids <laughs> like. Young people are. Well, we yeah, we're we're not young. No, it'd be inappropriate we're, if I was able to list, you know, 17 people on the Disney show right now that are about to break into movies. <laughs> yeah, be... yeah, I don't know about open comers. I, they have to break through so I can hate on them. That's yeah, how I live yeah. my life as a hater. <laughs> All right, so, so sequels. Sequels. Where to begin? <laughs> yeah. You should really do more prep. What, what do you want to talk about first? Well, okay, so there's a couple of facets that, to get into. Start out with, what do you want out of a sequel? Do you want the sequel to try to be bigger and better than the original? Are you looking for a sequel to be the original again, or do you want it to be a different thing? Like- yeah, I don't know, because um, my favorite sequel, um, or, or what I think is is the best, is Aliens. Because Aliens good, Aliens is a fucking more exciting movie. And they're, they're very different, but... Aliens is just excitement for two and a half hours. It's exhausting. Like It's, yeah. it's a, a fucking thrill ride. Um, the first one's great. But the first one is like body horror, like kind of like grisly horror movie. Yeah, it's cool. First That's great. really cool and visually, like obviously it was a big thing. But Aliens is a war movie. It's so good. It is good. Um, and The corporation think, being more involved. Fucking, yeah. Is it Steve Guttenberg? Like, no, it's uh, and, uh, Paul Reiser. Paul Reiser, yes. <laughs> is, uh, one, of, one of my two dads. <laughs> well, yeah, I can't remember his character's name. I want to say it's Burke. Burke, like, yeah. Those but people, Burke may be one of the Marines. Dead, I Burke. might be. Yeah. But he's like, he's just wearing like a puffy vest and being a scumbag the whole time. He's fucking T- turning off monitors. Oh, it's so fucking good. Yeah. Even that kid can't ruin it. I don't like little kids in movies, but they mostly come at night, mostly. Fantastic. But that's really. <laughs> we, uh, great, I don't know if that was how it was written, but like, that is a fucking great line. Yeah. That's a good example of a, of a sequel where someone was fired up about the original. Th- they take the very little but, aspects of it. Like, they're just. Oh, and the the world. It's the world yeah. and the alien. And they took that and he was like, yeah, but what if? Yeah. And that's a, like not – there's that's not generally how sequels work. I think Terminator 2 kind of does that. I think it does because Terminator, like, that's, that's Cameron at his lowest money amount because that's like – that was his first movie. Right. Right and God, well, his first movies. movie was like Piranha Two, but he got fired from it. <laughs> and his first real full like finished movie was like The Terminator, and That's they a made pretty, that money. Pretty good pedigree. They made that movie for like very little money, right. right? And so it's like running gun around L.A. and just and I think Terminator is awesome. And oh no, no question. My it's, biggest it's my biggest regret for Terminator is a weird aside, but <laughs> there's I don't know when the last time we watched Terminator was. There's, I think it was within the last year. <laughs> there's two cops in Terminator. It's like Paul Winfield and Lance Henriksen. Okay. Are cops that are like detectives, and there's like they're kind of almost comedy relief detectives because they kind of like are solving the case, but like Lance Henriksen's always telling fucked up stories about dead bodies and stuff. And I wish that they had made a TV show with those two cops. That was just a regular <laughs> cop show. Cagney and Lacey, but these guys. <laughs> but these guys. And then when they got canceled, or it was time to have the finale. It would they would just show the Terminator because they die in the middle of it. And it's just I think that would be so great. Of like, oh yeah, they got killed by a robot. That's how the series is. It's so good. That's kind of chances that TV doesn't like to take, even in this age of prestige television. You know? Yeah, even in the low low risk kind of like we could just put this on Netflix. No one, no one would yell at us. It'd be fine. Are you naturally inclined to hate on sequels? Not really. If I if I like the first movie. Um, but felt there was like, oh, good, more of this, that that, that could be fun, um, then I'm not. If the first movie was like, 
perfect, and you, then you're like, oh, why are you? Yeah, when you're like Die Hard, movie? perfect movie. And then they did Die Hard Two with a motherfucking vengeance. No, it's Die Hard Two. Die Harder. Die Harder. Not good. Okay, not seen it. But then Die Hard with a Vengeance, aka is, is Die it, Hard Free. Is that turn the corner? Has it become good again? It's pretty good. Okay. Live free or Die Hard, not good. A good day to Die Hard, abysmal. Okay, <laughs> they sound like they're just not even real movies at this point. <laughs> you know like, what? They aren't real movies. Are, is Bruce Willis still in them? Yes. Does he play harmonica in them? Yes. Look, that's Bruno, man. I need you to like Bruno. it. <laughs> is, that his, is that his blues name? Is, Old, is... blind, fucking Bruno Bruce Willis. No, his first album was called The Return of Bruno. The Return? <laughs> yes. Fuck you, Bruce Willis. <laughs> and then... Hey, where's Bruno at? <laughs> I don't, don't know. Don't worry. He's... After, after 20 years absence. <laughs> he's, he's way into sequels, then. Like, he's... He's been in a lot of sequels. So I wonder, I wonder how this went with, um, like one, like Back to the Future. We, I keep calling a perfect movie in the sense of like there is nothing you could take out of it. Or like, it's just it's a, it's a, it's a thrill ride and it's amazing. And I saw it at the right time. So it's 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 an amazing movie. But there's two sequels. I wonder if like they basically just added on your kids or something's got to be done about your kids. Like oh, we should probably make more of these. <laughs> I wonder if that was like a last minute but- addition or if it, if they'd always planned to do. To be to be continued right at the end. I view it somehow slightly less cynically than I view a lot of these things, and maybe it's because, like I said, I saw it as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have a lot of love. Back to the Future. It's, it's well, yeah. Well, Back to the Future. Really the good. first Back to the Future is it, it is pretty stellar. Back to the Future Two. Still really like Back to the Future Two, but watching it back now is like, oh, this is it. It's kind of a bit. It thinks it's really clever. It's making lots, lots of weird predictions about the future. And they're not they're not funny <laughs> when when you're actually in 2015. It's one thing to have this kind of like stylized version of what the 50s look like in a town. Yeah, you know, and so you, you have like the 80s, <laughs> and then you have like the, the the 50s stuff, and you're like, oh yeah, it's probably corny if you're like of a certain age, but you know, it works for the story that. But the future stuff doesn't work. I don't know, it doesn't work as well. Right. It worked great when I was a kid. I love Back to the Future too. Yeah, the plot was way more complicated as well. It had a lot, it was. A lot they, going on. Yeah, they really played with the timeline stuff. Yeah. Although you could tell that they were like, why did we? Why did we have them bring the girlfriend into the future? We <laughs> have right, nothing for right. her to do. At a certain point, let's, let's put her on that pile of trash. <laughs> oh, she's knocked out. Let's just. Hope that nothing bad happens to her while we're like correcting these timeline <laughs> this, this issues. This neighborhood is full of tranks and lobos and zip heads. Yeah, and uh, you can tell it's bad because I think uh, there's a Sammy Hagar song playing. <laughs> I think used, I can't drive 55. Yeah, what a rebel. I was driving at 57. What's your opinion on part three? I like part three as well. It was. It's um. It doesn't feel like a proper Back to the Future movie because there's hardly any time travel in it. They're basically. Go to go to the Wild West, do some Wild West shit, and eventually get get back to yeah. The whole the whole also I think the movie really suffers for the fact that at they couldn't get Crispin Glover. Well, I mean, after the he first one, have been in the in the third one very much, but he well, wasn't. He was specifically missing from the second one. Well, the second one they had a dude in old age makeup doing a Crispin Glover imitation, but at a certain Yay. point, <laughs> so when, but when they go back in time, they have uh. They have just like Michael J. Fox play like oh, yeah. Seamus <laughs> McFly or whatever. <laughs> like. Irish Michael J. Fox, and that was clearly would have been that would have been Crispin Glover probably. Oh, I don't know. I think having a hilarious Irish accent <laughs> was definitely definitely Michael J. Fox. Yeah, 
<laughs> he also plays in the second one. He also plays his his sister. Yeah, or the daughter. The, the daughter. Do- yeah, the daughter. The sis- sister of idiot McFly. Yeah, who he so also he plays. plays. Man, kids. he's doing a lot of work in these movies. <laughs> Family ties is really gonna suffer with. <laughs> yeah, back to, back to the future. That was a uh, flawed, but. I don't think it tarnishes the... Well, see, that's the thing. Most sequels somewhat tarnish... Or not tarnish the original, but are, like, needless, I'm, right? I'm, Back to the Future stands on its own, even though even though there's a to be continued at the end. But it, it works as a, as, a, yeah. as a thing. With diminishing returns as you go along, but not to the point where you're like, oh, fucking hell, I'm not going to watch this. Yes, you are going to watch this. It's yeah, great. but none of the sequel Back to the Futures are as good as Back to the Future. No, it's rare that a sequel is is as good or yeah. better than. Should we do that? Should we go into this part now? <laughs> so I think when it comes to uh, sequels that are better than the originals, it's a very short list. Everyone goes Godfather Two. Godfather Two. Can't really speak to that very much because I can't really remember the Godfather movies that well. I would they, agree. With they it. seemed fine, not as good as Goodfellas. Fuck you, come after me. Like Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars movie. Yes. So that's probably even still with all of the Star Wars movies. Yes. It's. It's really good. That's, it's that's dark and it's exciting. It's got fucking at-ats in it. Like yeah. Terminator 2, I think you could make the case that it's it's a different movie and it's not as... The first one's like really dark and like has like really cool synth and and like yeah. very kind of a creepy 80s-ness and Terminator 2 is this massive blockbuster. Yeah. And it has really cool effects and kind of a... The soundtrack. I don't That'd know be... the soundtrack is. The soundtrack is it, has it Guns N' Roses on it? It does. It's, uh, you could be mine. Oh, it is you could be mine. <laughs> yeah, I would make the case that we should we should do an episode on either the the Terminator Two soundtrack or the Last Action Hero soundtrack. Oh, that's got Big Gun by ACDC <laughs> on it. Big, big Gun blowing the hell out of you. Um, <laughs> like that's a belter. Um, it's a good ACDC okay, song. Okay, we'll table that, but. We might have to. We might have to get. Also, I think Megadeth is on the. Uh, it is. They do. I think it's either Angry Again or Ninety Nine Ways to Die. <laughs> I'm not ready to see you yet. Ninety Nine Ways to Die. <laughs> I know. Just praise D- um, David Cameron. <laughs> James Cameron. <laughs> did you, did you yeah. praise David Cameron? Yeah, that, that's gonna happen. Because <laughs> um, because Aliens is not just the best. Not just I think the best sequel ever. It's one of the best fucking movies ever. It's really fucking good. I can't get over it. But. He also did fucking Avatar and Avatars two through five are getting made right now. Please, please don't say that the Avatar movies cost more than the first Avatar movie. He's that... making like five movies at once, so I don't want any more Avatar movies. I, I was, it was fine. The first one was tolerable. It, but see, okay, but that like captured people's imaginations. I mean, a lot of people were like, "The story's bullshit. Why do we need another story where a white guy comes into a like a different culture and yeah. saves them?" <laughs> but Beyond that, it was all every anyone talked about for like two months, and no one's ever talked about it ever again, right? No, uh, what was it? God, it was 2013. It came. It's been a while. Or even like it might have even been longer. Is it? Oh, it, no, it was before. It must have been like 2010. Probably. He's been working on this for a really long time. Has, has he made anything else between? Uh... No. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's been really. He's been busy working on fucking. Four more movies to this shit. It's kind of off, kind of off the I'm board. I'm trying to think of other. So I really like Temple of Doom. Uh, I think I might have seen that first because okay. that was on at the cinema when I was, and it was really exciting. And they all, they, it kind of doesn't matter what order you watch those in. There's no real. But I, see, I don't know if there is a through line or not. There is, and that's okay. that's my problem. That uh, when I was a kid, I really liked Temple of Doom. But there's a thing that bugs me about Temple of Doom. 
which is... It doesn't take place before Raiders? It does. And okay. Raiders of the Lost Ark, which I think is absolutely a perfect movie. It's a story of a, like, a, a jaded, like archaeologist who doesn't believe any of the bullshit that for the like artifacts that he goes and steals right and at the end of the movie he finally encounters something that makes him believe and stuff yeah which is undercut when you're like and now we're going to do a movie that takes place before that where uh he sees a bunch of crazy witchcraft <laughs> <laughs> like he sees a dude get his heart pulled out he's still alive he's got yeah. these glowing rocks he feeds a dude to an alligator he gets like mind control happens to him it seems like he would be more receptive to like believing myths after that, right? Like <laughs> maybe, maybe you grow out of it in those, <laughs> in those couple of years. All right, I'm on Gremlins too. Is I thought that was really good. Uh, it kind of takes the piss out of the first movie and out of the people who watch, who are fans of it. There's that. There's the lines where. I can't remember the gal's name. Let's say Phoebe Cates. Probably not her. Um, she... I think it is Phoebe, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> okay, then... Sorry, I, I, I still got to be wrong. Let's say Jennifer Grey. I have no idea who's in the movies. <laughs> okay, Fifty Shades of Grey. Got it. <laughs> and uh, in the first movie, she, she has she a, tells she has a really sad story about her dad dying in the Christmas tree, in the in the chimney, uh, when he was coming down the chimney to give him gifts. He gets stuck, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it breaks his neck. And it, it was then we realized the smell. It was like, it's a really bleak and kind of horrific story. And then she repeats this story with other dudes. Like, it yeah, was, and it's about like it, it was President's Day, and there was a guy dressed as Lincoln in the park, <laughs> and it kind of cuts away from that. You're like, Jesus fucking Christ! But this is like not exactly my observation, but um, Dan Harmon and Harmon was like, "Are you mocking me for liking the first Gremlins movie?" <laughs> like, well, I think what it comes down to though is I watched it as a kid, and I took it as a straight horror movie. Or yeah, like when thing. I was it frightened me as a kid, right? And it I was wasn't like, yeah. fun. And I watched it as an adult, and I'm like, this is. I think we take Gremlins way more seriously than the people who made Gremlins. So when they're trying to make like Gremlins two, they were like, "I don't think people got that this was supposed to be but, but like." A, that felt like a departure, even though maybe the maybe the writing team of Gremlins were like, "No, it's supposed to be funny. Why aren't you getting it? We'll make it dumber." Yeah, well, it's, well, it's like you dumb fucks. Didn't you get what we're trying to do? We were trying to be Scream before Scream by making this thing, and we didn't, so, yeah. and we couldn't. So now we're just going to really, like, the new batch is going to take it to that next level yeah. of the game. They tried to do that with Jaws. There was... I can't get through Jaws 2. I've Jaws 2 is not good. Jaws 2 is a straight, almost a remake. I mean, it's like, it's like Jaws again. It's turned Jaws back around. Like, oh, I'll have another big shark come. And then we'll have his kid. We'll have an, e an even bigger boat. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's not, that's pretty bad. But then, so they were, like, talking about, but I think it was a hit. And they're like, we got to do Jaws 3. And somebody, I think it was, like, people from the National Lampoons pitched Jaws 3, People Zero. Oh, okay. be the name of it. And the whole thing was it was going to be, like, a meta comedy, like, that makes fun of Jaws. Of, of sequels? And, and you know, horror yeah. movies and Jaws it's, and all that this stuff. This is an interesting point, because Jaws always seems to get hammered. In Back to the Future 2, it gets hammered as having a lot of sequels. Like the Jaws seventeen or Jaws nineteen or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, we need by the, the way. Time, that was kind of in the water as a thing. Like, oh, Jaws. There's so many fucking Jaws movies. There are four Jaws movies, but, but they in, came out in short-ish order. So I think. So, but in the in like the also, early eighties, was that was doing lots of sequels a thing like it is now? Because there's a billion fucking X Men movies. Yeah, so there's some sequels where like, like Police Academy, right? Yeah, it feels like, oh, well, we should just keep making these. Yeah, even though the next one, they're not actually in an academy anymore. Well, it's like, their first assignment. Right, but and it's called police. It's not called police, too. <laughs> right? It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's, literally. It's, it really, you're right, Paul. It should be called police. 
<laughs> they should make it more complicated. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, or they should have just had like a whole new class of recruits if it's going to be called Police Academy. Just have the yeah. gang. Be well, that's inex- the third one. Right? They, yeah, they, they, they go back to school and, right, and they teach. We- they teach the the new kids. Had to be police. That's what the second one should have been. You're right. That's you're absolutely right. That's what the second one should have been. Because it doesn't make <laughs> any sense that it's like this is a movie called Police Academy where people just like they're actively like not in the academy. Police Academy Two. The subtitle deletes half the title. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, um, so th- but that's clearly like oh this first one was good. Yeah. Or the first one made money. We is should it make. Good? I can't remember. I can't remember if it Police is... Academy is actually. Good, or if it's just like a movie that was on when I was a kid and was like, well, I feel like I'll watch. It. I feel like it. I I haven't tried to take another bite of that apple. I liked it as a kid because I like Steve Gutenberg. I like the guy who made like noises with his mouth. Yes, Michael Winslow, the I man mean, of a hundred noises. A hundred noises. That I think in the first movie he's actually making those noises, and you're like, that's cool. By Police Academy two, half the time it's clearly like he's oh, just moving his mouth, <laughs> and they just like ADR'd some like actual sound effects in there. It's like, it's like wow, his helicopter's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, it's, that's just a helicopter. That, that's a helicopter. Man. Also, full disclosure, our band actually has a song. Oh yeah, Police Academy seventeen return mission, mission to Sex Beach. Mission to Sex Beach. <laughs> it's a song about fucking, but it has like a lot of just references to Police Academy. So clearly that's a thing. Also, we could do a sequel to that song and mention some of the characters that don't get mentioned, like Hooks. She gets she gets thrown out of that <laughs> yeah, song. I re- yeah, <laughs> whoever it, I, Michael Winslow plays, and is it Zed? Yeah, the guy who I think is the heavy of Police Academy too. And they're like people really like Bobcat Goldblum. Yeah, let's just make him a cop now. <laughs> It, it would be Fuck really it. hard to be a purist on this. <laughs> imagine being like That's the kind of Star Trek nerd, but for Police Academy. Yeah, imagine like, that you... I, he can't be a cop. <laughs> I mean, I think you see this with comedies and action movies. Because, like, especially low-budget action movies, there would be a thing where, like, American Ninja would come out. And people would be like, yeah, Michael Dudikoff was good. I like American Ninja. Like, cool. In two months, American Ninja 2 comes out. And you're like... Wow, that the first one just came out. You have those. Those are like cash grab sequels, right? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you get sequels where they were made uh, like uh, a shockingly long amount of time after the original. So we actually pulled up. There's a list on Wikipedia. Yeah, that, there's a couple I want to talk about. There's a per- couple. Of, there's a few good ones on here. Possibly uns- unsurprisingly, there's a lot of animated movies where, like, and kind of Disney movies where you're like Bambi. I'm surprised they didn't make a sequel to Bambi well, sooner. Just 63 short years later. Yeah, they made Bambi in 1942, and then in 2006, you're like, oh, you know what? <laughs> Another bite of that Bambi sherry. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like... Why did the Bambi cash flow stop? Maybe yeah, we better exactly. Make we gotta movie. get this fucking deer money. Like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Baby deer, a doe? No, a no, doe is a, a, fem- a female deer. Yeah. From the Simpsons. Also, a ray is a drop of gold. So. <laughs> Me, a name I call myself. Myself, yeah. Far. It's a long way to run. Was that far or pho? Pho. Pho. A delicious salty (laughs) soup. I don't know. And the the thing that depresses me about... A broth with noodles in it. Pho places. They only sell pho, and I'm not super into soup. So, Laurie, she wants the pho, and then we... 
we, we don't generally Some go have banh mi sandwiches. That's oh, a fine really? sandwich. I'd go there. I'd, go, I'd get a banh mi sandwich. I like banh mi sandwiches. Yeah, and I cheap feel like too. we may be drifting. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, 63 years after the creation of the first banh mi, they made a second banh mi. <laughs> banh mi too. <laughs> banh mi too. Who, who killed banh mi? You know, so there's a lot of weird ones on this list, right? There's like an Easy Rider sequel from 2012. Why the fuck? Why, why is that a yeah, thing? Yeah, don't. You know, Lady and the Tramp to like you know shit like that. Tron, there's a Tron sequel that's never that. Oh, that that didn't look like fun. It's not good. Now, yeah, I I think history has showed us on this list. If you peruse this list, we're not going to go all the way through this list because you know. But I think history has showed us that it wasn't like most of these movies feel like they really took their time to craft the perfect sequel. No, having a large amount of time between the the sequel and the uh, the original is not necessarily an indicator of uh, of quality or of time spent in, in careful thought. Yeah, you're like, oh man, like Break It and then Break It Two Electric Boogaloo came out so close together. They clearly didn't put a lot of thought into it. <laughs> but Tron and Tron Legacy came out like twenty plus years apart. Let's Tron Legacy still feels like they didn't really think about it at all. <laughs> like right. it's like. It still feels thrown together, even though they had more than enough time to like figure that out. This, so this starts us towards talking about Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, okay. because Th- thirty five years. Thirty five years. It'll be thirty five years and change in October. Were you clamoring for a new Blade Runner? Not really. No, I'd forgotten about Blade Runner, and I can't really, really? remember very much about what happens in the, in the first one, other than. I remember there was a, a Redux movie came out. I think uh, that was like, oh, maybe he's a replicant. Maybe he's not. Maybe we make it more clear in this movie. I I can't remember. No, they make <laughs> it less clear. The, uh, there's been two different director's cuts, and each of them was like, I think we keep telling really people to shy much. away from the answer. <laughs> like, like, because uh, the 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 original theatrical cut, I think the studio thought it was the movie was too like ambiguous and inscrutable, and they're like. You know, it's kind of a film noir. Put some voiceover that describes things that you just saw. So oh. people really know what's going on. <laughs> and so they'll be like, uh, Rucker Howard Roy Batty will die. Let go of a dove, and it's very symbolic. And then voiceover come on. I wasn't quite sure why he said the things he said, but I think he said them because what he was trying to the tell me. The dove represents. <laughs> yeah. also, this is his life force leaving his body. It's what the dove represents. Are you dickheads getting this? And then they put a happy ending on it where it's like, I know we spent the whole movie saying that these guys have a very limited shelf life. But not all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Also, we've been living in a squalid, polluted hellhole, but we're going to just... So we drove to this really nice section of the earth that we were (laughs) not in before. Uh, What people should do this? (laughs) Yeah. So they... uh, So the first thing he did was like cut all that shit out. And then he's like, he's recut like... Ridley Scott, every couple of years, is like, let me take another crack at this <laughs> Blade Runner thing and really get it get it to perfection. I think I really like Blade Runner, and it made a big impression on me as a kid. I was very skeptical of them making a, a sequel to it. Because why, you know? But uh, then they started putting out footage from it. And I was like, take my money. Yeah. <laughs> take all my money right it, now. It looks pretty good. Well, I like the film. The filmmaker who made because Ridley Scott isn't directing it. No, he's just attached. He's just like he's he was talking about around. directing it, and then it probably would. Well, he's he's directing the new Aliens movie, right? Yeah, so that's going to be most. And of he said there's going to be at least two more. Okay, okay. He's got a lot. Okay, he's got a lot of <laughs> ideas. 
I'm glad that they got someone else to to direct it, and they got a dude who makes really interesting movies. This guy Dene Villeneuve. I think that's how you pronounce that. He's French Canadian. Okay. The uh, Villeneuve. He, um, he made uh his last movie was Arrival, which is good. Okay. The movie before that, Sicario, which is really good. I ride for Sicario, and awesome. then he made other movies that before that that are interesting, if not good. <laughs> so it'll at least be beautiful and interesting. So I'm yeah, with it, yeah. but I do kind of question why, other than obviously studios are like left so much Blade Runner money on the table. Yeah. yeah. For a movie that crashed and burned when it came out oh, and everyone really? hated uh, giant flops. Oh, so so it's it's going on the casting on the sort of critical acclaim. Yeah, the fact that people came around to it on home video and now it's like one of those movies that like like Fight Club and was Fight Club kind of a yeah not, not a success? No, that wasn't. It got bad reviews and wasn't. It got was bad a, reviews, really? It did. It got D's and shit, like and like two stars. Jesus. But people like hated that movie when it came out. I mean, I didn't. I was with it, but I, I don't. Oh, this this isn't appropriate to our discussion we're having. But I don't get how you'd how you'd really hate Fight Club. Like, what was what was people? I think a lot of reviewers didn't get the humor of it. Like, they didn't get the satire and like the right what it was. It's, it's crazy bleak. Yeah, and that was tough. Bleak movies tend to like sometimes have problems. I think that's the problem that you have with Blade Runner. Uh, John Carpenter's The Thing was the same thing. It's like a movie that now people hold up as like being one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Uh, also spawned a shitty prequel. Oh yeah, twenty five uh, plus years after that's, that's what it says on our list. Um, it's not good, but that's movies where people just assume that it was a hit because like it found a second life you know on home video and stuff oh, yeah, but I, at the I time should... people were like no oh they're making a fucking Indiana Jones 5 there's a list of uh, in this Wikipedia page was the longest gap between sequels it also has upcoming sequels for which there's a long gap yeah and, uh, Mary Poppins 2 54 <laughs> years gonna like that's gonna skyrocket it into like I think the top 4 of yeah it's, of it's, longest gaps between sequels because people really need to know what the fuck's going to happen with Mary Poppins? Also, it's called Mary Poppins Returns. Returns, yeah. Which is, I feel, that's a real lazy screenwriter way to title something. Hey, we need to make another Batman movie. What should we call? Well, Batman's coming well, back, it's right? Coming back. Well, yeah. So, well, how about Batman's back? How about <laughs> Here Goes Batman again? No. How about, remember Batman? <laughs> As we slowly riff. <laughs> Yeah, returns. <laughs> returns is a bad way of. of uh, it was like so. It's like yeah. It's like Batman the, returns. The, the thingening. People do that a lot. We we. No, yeah, I mean I think I think you had that with the like Die Hard two Die Harder is probably one of the closest. It's pretty funny. Closest to that. Um, they could have. They should really. <laughs> it's German for the heart. <laughs> like <laughs> like uh, there's because there's mannequin two on the move, oh, which is like what does man- that even mean? I, like that doesn't even mean anything. <laughs> For years, I thought it was Mannequin 2, Mannequin on the Move, which is a better title. Yeah, you could have just called it Mannequin on the Move and trust that people know it's a sequel to Mannequin 2. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they did, so there's like Mannequin, there's obviously there's Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Which is always, that's Not always classic. Any, any of those, but. Um, uh, this isn't my joke, but I'll go ahead and pr- point this out. Um, so there's a movie called First Blood, and then there was a movie called Rambo colon First Blood Part 2. Yeah. But then it goes to Rambo 3. When really it should be Rambo 2, First Blood Part 3. Yeah. Because <laughs> the name structure is completely wrong. Like <laughs> Sometimes you, you have to, you have to <laughs> let this stuff go because no. otherwise your 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 namings of sequels, it gets very complicated. So. 
<laughs> but it's more fun to demand absolute purity. Yeah, well, I just, I, yeah, I just love the idea that it would be. Also, I like that there would be a First Blood Part 3. How, you can't draw First Blood that much. <laughs> like, the thing that doesn't know about the sequels and reboots, uh, it's like, no, please just come up with more things. Like, just invent more things. So not all of them are going to be any good, but you, it's playing it really safe to do, like, Mary Poppins 2 or something like that. To do, make another thing. R- write something else. Build a different thing. Stop, like, living in the shadow of this, this very safe kind of... Movies like, are so expensive. And... They don't make, like, Hollywood doesn't tend to make cheap movies anymore, and so they want to hedge their bets, and that's why pre-existing things feel safer to them, right? Right. Even though when when people take a swing on, like, original things, do well, like... Get Out cost $5 million is made. Last, last time I checked, 150 Yeah. It's pretty, like, pretty good return, right? Or I mean, even, they're not going to be as fucking good as Get Out, but, no, but even you don't like, put much money in. Yeah, or even if you do, like... Christopher Nolan is the only is one of the only dudes who works on giant budget movies now, who like has somehow earned the right to like make. But he has to cut. He has to do like I'll do your Batman and then I'll do my fucking weird Dreamscape movie. Yeah, but Inception was a fucking hit, and that's a like you know that's a tough sell for like that would have been a tough sell for like in studio climate, and certainly if you hadn't had just you know made fucking but the Dark Knight stars though, wasn't it? Yeah. You could put stars like, but that's those are two things. But I mean, like, that'll get people to go watch yeah. it, won't it? Yeah, it also like I look know. cool, and it was, and you it could say by the guy who made the Dark Knight. So yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, do one for like, look, Francis Ford Coppola didn't want to make the Godfather, but because he made the Godfather, he could go like fucking like make like Apocalypse Now, okay, and, you know, or like go make the conversation, and then you know, so he was like, yeah, the the one for you, one for me thing. Yeah, but now so often it seems like most of these. It's like one for them, one for them. Yeah. One for them. Like, <laughs> like they're not making the other one. Like, so, um, where do we come out? So we're, we're against sequels? No, How do not we? at all. Because um, <laughs> some, some of the greatest movies ever are sequels. Um, Naked Gun, Two and a Half, The Smell of Fear. Smell of Fear, yeah. Team Wolf 2. Team Wolf 2, T-O-O, because... It's not like he's a team wolf as well, because it's not the same team wolf. Yeah, it's, it's Jason Bateman from, from Arrested <laughs> Development. I'm naturally a slightly distrustful of sequels, but um Fair enough. I man. have uh I have high hopes for Blade Runner because I like the thing that I that see if they ever get around to making another Mad Max movie, I'll watch the shit out of that. I'm gonna go see Alien by the time you listen to this, I will probably already have seen Alien Covenant and we will probably have made a podcast where I've uh shit on it or say it's good i'm probably gonna go watch that too it looks the trailer made it look amazing but like you said the trailer for prometheus made that look it looked it looked like the hottest shit in the world it was like you know the intro the kiss alive where they're like the hottest (laughs) band in the land yeah and then they play like fucking juice and strutter yeah and you're like they are the hottest band in the land and then it falls off very quickly because they play (laughs) firehouse and shit like that look (laughs) who wants some cold gin that's not even a thing yeah don't just drink straight gin. That's weird. It's <laughs> weird. That's just what serial killers do. <laughs> like, okay. They're not drinkers. Well, Ace was, but I don't think he got yeah. to write any, uh, contribute he, any lyrics. He, he just liked room temperature alcohol. <laughs> Would have been the Ace Freely version of it. Like, he, he likes the taste of alcohol. Ace Freely. I, I do. Yeah. I really like yeah. the taste of alcohol. I like it better than playing guitar in this fucking band. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's that bold proclamation?
Let's play some bills so we can afford that those Alien Covenant tickets. IMAX 3D. <laughs> that shit's like $80. Oh, is it going to be fucking 3D? No. Well, I'm sure it's a 3D version. Oh, I'm not going to see it in 3D because fuck that. No. But I might go to... There's a... Uh, so the Cinerama doesn't, like, can do stuff that's not... Well, obviously, it can do stuff that's not in 3D. Is it like... Is the Cinerama likely to produce... The, particularly, uh, this is some insider Seattle stuff. Cinerama is, is a great place to see fucking movies. I, but, um, I'm probably... I might try to go see it at uh, the Alderwood Mall has the uh, the <laughs> you, Dolby Cinema. you go see it at, like, 10 a.m. <laughs> One, go to see it at 10 a.m. Two, there's a... Uh, they have a thing that's, like, their fake IMAX. It's called, like, it's, like, Dolby... Dolby premiere cinema or something okay. like that it's like great sound and you're in like a fucking padded <laughs> comfy recliner oh, sounds good and you pick your seats and there's only like oh, i love i love pick your seats 48 seats like, like less than 100 seats in the theater it's a giant screen and i've seen we saw logan and skull island there they have that there i'm gonna yeah whatever 10 30 showing <laughs> that they have i'll be covenant the shit out of that like you know, I like seeing movies early. I didn't have my whole day ahead of me. Yeah, yeah, that's that is nice. I can't remember if I like finished my segue into us reading ads or not. So <laughs> give me another segue of us reading ads because Hey, if I you're gonna drive all the way up to the Alderwood Mall, you know, you're gonna need some of that Alderwood Mall money and <laughs> Yes, read them ads, <laughs> cash them, checks. We all have that friend who makes bad decision after bad decision. You want to help, but they're almost always that same friend that will not accept human advice. Fortunately, our enterprising team of engineers are all over this problem. Your dumb friend won't listen to you, but will they listen to a fortune cookie? Of course they will. It works like this. Mail in your friend's name and the advice they need to hear to advice at customizedfortunecookie.ck and we'll print it, load it, and you're all set for your next Chinese meal. Here's some examples of our products in action. Mike, you're not a fun drunk. You're a handsy sex pest. Get help. Keith, stop trying to be a rapper. Go get your masters while there's still time. Jill, no one wants to hear about your dog. Stop talking about your dog. Order now and we'll throw in some advice for you. Probably about how you should have more confidence confronting your friends and handling conflict. CustomizedFortuneCookies.ck John, tighten it up. You never write strap lines for our ads. All right, good. Um, and we're so, back. Yeah. Recommendations. Recriminations. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Is- issues to address. Grudges and grievances. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to drink and I started laughing. Just <laughs> glaring at me. Stop, don't look I'm me in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now that I'm refreshed, don't look me in the eyes. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to talk about, as, as uh, mentioned earlier in this podcast, um, I'm going to uh, talk about a movie that I saw on Thursday that you guys, none of you guys can see yet, Is but you will see eventually, and it's uh, a movie called The Big Sick. Oh, I so want to see this. Um, so it's Camille Nanjiani. Camille Nanjiani, and uh, it's di- written and directed by Emily Gordon, his wife. Uh, not co- directed. Co- uh, Michael Showalter directed oh, it, Michael and Showalter. okay, yeah, yeah, and co-written by Camille and his wife, yes, Emily, uh, Emily V. Gordon, and yeah. they, they, it's about their relationship, yeah, and how they got together. Yeah, it's a romantic comedy based off of the crazy things that happened oh, to them when they started uh, really going out. Which, to to, I don't want to 
talk about a lot of the stuff that's in there, but quick summary is Camille's a, a stand-up comic, a little selfish, you know, that kind of thing. He meets girl, they start kind of going out, then she gets really sick and has to be put in a medically induced coma. Uh, it's a true story. It's a true story. There's a lot of really good jokes on it. It's maybe a tiny bit too long, at oh. least on first sitting, but um, it's definitely worth checking out. So when you guys can see it... <laughs> When the, when the normal hoi polloi unwashed yeah. scum can go see this movie. See, I was when I was at a fucking. You, you wore a suit, right? You. Put I wore on. a full suit. <laughs> they were there. All they three of there. all three of them were did there. You, did you get to talk to them and get them to say no, shit? Oh no, no. Um, and uh, you know, I drank drinks and hung out and I saw this movie at an opera house, which is the best way to see movies. The opera house? Where's it? Uh, it was at McCall Hall. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, that's where uh, Tiff has her opening night stuff. So. Saw it. It's uh, it's good in June. I think it's in wide release. So you guys just remember that I told you to watch this movie and then go watch it when it's available. Right on. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with mainstream television again because I, I saw some mainstream television again this week that I really liked. Days of Our Lives. It's called Great News. It's by it's produced uh, executive produced by Tina Fey. So it's the, it has that kind of Thirty Rock Kimmy Schmidt thing. It's not as good as either of those shows, but it's still pretty fucking good it has a it has a lot it has potential to be very good I th- it was feels like you you hear the, the do pass uh, uh, the uh, you hear the, the jokes and you think another 20 minutes on that joke like that could have been really good not not everything but like part of it so if you want to get in early on something that's not good yet but it's going to get really good <laughs> then great news uh the the concept is that uh, some, some gals working at a, a, a news station it's it's not dissimilar to newsroom uh, and her mother takes a position as an intern there, and all the hijinks and wackiness uh, that could that could ensue. Sounds kind of terrible, but it's actually it's yeah. it's got it's got some it's got some moments. So sure. Um, fifty one fifty. Yeah, email us. Get get in touch with us. Leave us reviews. Do do you know when you you know when you you know how to treat podcasts nice? Do that to us, and email us at girl. I can make you feel okay at gmail dot com. Yeah, let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, because um, we're just like. At this point, just like picking topics willy nilly. Yeah. Let us know what do you guys like. What do you want to hear? You want to hear the music shit? I mean, we're always going to talk about like make fun of music and stuff, but it's like music stuff. We got some pop culture shit. Let us know what you're into. Wait, what you want to hear about? Um, and we'll be back uh, next week with another show. Don't know what it's going to be about. Won't know until Friday. M- minutes before. Minutes yeah, before like probably. Uh, but it'll be cool. All right. All right. Peace.